What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny's Godzilla Monsterverse in review. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. The Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Roll up your sleeves, ladies and gentlemen. I got seven pages of notes on this movie. Let's go. Seven Wow, you're more plot than the movie. That's impressive. We also have... It's only only five. I just want to see Greg freak out for a second. Why would I freak out about that? Let's talk about it. We got Cranston. We got Petro. Mm -hmm. We got Wanda. And we got this thing that's Mudo. (laughs) I know, Sister wife. (laughs) That's stepbrother. Why? Husband brother. That's more accurate. In so many, yeah, in so many ways it was inappropriate, but like we had to find all the ways it wasn't, but <laughs> attribute it to it because this is kind of funny's in review where each and every week we rank and review two different movie franchises. Currently, we are doing Godzilla, the monster, the legendary monster verse, and Pixar in review. Um, I want to let you know you can watch this show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews. If you want to get the show ad free and watch it live as it's being recorded, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like the nanobiologist and Sven McHale did. Thank you both very, very much. Today, we're brought to you by Me Undies and Keeps, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, Let's just get right into it. We are talking about Godzilla, the 2014 version, the 31st Godzilla movie. Jesus <gasps> Christ. A runtime of two hours and three, but only the second, only the second American one. Thank uh, God we decided time. to start here. <laughs> Uh, two hours and three minutes. Despite being the title character, Godzilla appears in the film after nearly one hour and is only in the film for 11 minutes. The Mutos also only have 11 minutes Muto. of screen time. But an interesting fact about that, this is one of the highest amounts of screen times Godzilla has been in a Godzilla movie. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Uh, looking through it, it's like there are a couple that are a, a bit over uh, 20 minutes. But yeah, this, this puts it uh, at like in the top half. So... That's a lot to go off. Released on May 16th, 2014. Uh, in 2004, director Yoshimitsu Bano acquired permission from Toho, the creators of Godzilla, to produce a short IMAX Godzilla film, which was in development for several years until the project was eventually turned over to Legendary Pictures. Uh, in March 2010, Legendary announced to have acquired the rights to Godzilla for a feature film reboot, and then a surprise teaser trailer and poster were revealed at Comic-Con 2012. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was hype as fuck. Uh, the trailer had the whole kind of like vibe of the skydiving scene in it. Mm-hmm. And there was the uh, the speech um, from J. Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, and it was really cool. We got our first glimpse of what this Godzilla looked like. Uh, then Legendary Entertainment confirmed at the 2014 Comic-Con that it had acquired the licensing rights to Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah from Toho to reveal that they are going to continue to make this into the MonsterVerse. Uh, being the home of Godzilla and Kong, uh, who will eventually face off in Godzilla versus Kong. This one was directed by Gareth Edwards, who first gained widespread recognition for Monsters in 2010, an independent film in which he served as writer, director, cinematographer, and visual effects artist. He later did Godzilla and Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Nick, have you seen or has anyone seen Monsters? I have. Actually, it's really worth worth watching. Andy, um, Scott McNary is in it. Remember that actor we reference all the time? Scott McNabb. 
<laughs> Scoot McNabb. Or Scoot, what is this? Oh, Scoot McNair. It's is Scoot his McNair, right? but you said Scott McNabb. Scott McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really cool. So that so Gareth Edwards um, actually like rose to prominence with that film, and it was very, very low budget. He shot it with like a Sony EX1 and a Leica lens adapter and went down and did all a lot of the effects work himself. And I actually got to hear um, uh, him speak at um, NAB one time and talk about how he did some of that work and how you can get out there and be super creative with all the tools. It's it's really cool. It's very experiential, right? It's just about people who are trying to hike out of like this monster zone, uh, but very, very cool. Yeah. A budget of $160 million and a box office of $529 million, which prompted multiple sequels to be announced the weekend after release. Um, but yeah, there we go. Let's start this off. Greg Miller, Hi. what did you think about Godzilla 2014? You, you know what? I remember seeing this in 2014. And walking out of the, theater, the the motion picture house theater, they call them, and being like, you know what, I enjoyed that. And then I remember every a lot. I think people with me, and then obviously the world turning against it and being like, that was a bad <laughs> movie, and I didn't like that movie. And I was like, Meh, all right, cool. And I never thought about it again. So when I sat down last night and I went to HBO Max and I said, let's watch Godzilla 2014. And then I said, why the fuck is this not on HBO Max? And then I went and rented it on Amazon Prime, angry. Uh, I, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get into. I remember Godzilla wasn't in a bunch, and I remember people didn't like it. Let's see what's happening. I I still enjoy this film you know here we are when, seven when years later greg look miller at us tweet out a gif of it i'm like greg miller liked this movie <laughs> I, had fun. I had fun i i you know I, I i totally get like people being like there's not enough godzilla in it if that's your argument or whatever sure but i enjoyed the hey here's what the stakes are for these people involved around it yes of course it is very uh i think everything with uh, quicksilver is very much like a video game the movie kind of thing of like, all right, you're going to go home to see. All right, you know, actually, you know what? Get on this thing and go shoot some people. All right, now you get to, you know what? No, get on this thing and go sh do this thing. All right, now, all right. Doesn't shoot a single person. Yeah, you're, like right, you're right. But you, you know what I mean? He's I, got, I, he, I, that was a funny fact is that he doesn't shoot anything ever. I mean, he's yeah, an explosive he expert. You know what I mean? Explosive expert. Don't yeah, worry about who it. Specializes in nuclear weapons. Apparently, and it was that thing of like watching it again. Like I had kind of forgotten stuff about it. So like when the when the EMP goes off and the Muto comes out, I was like, all right, this fucking thing. These guys, the, the these monsters guys, that are they're, they're not Mothra's. You know what I mean? They're not Baby Godzillas. They're not Mecha Godzillas. They're these things. Yeah. And so they I didn't realize they didn't have the rights. Yeah, That's me neither. I forgot about that. Yeah, but yeah. we saw a little little tank that said Mothra on it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. the Secret class scene. there was some hints at some other ones coming up mm -hmm. uh, when he was a little kid. Andy, what do you think? Um, didn't love it in 2014, didn't love it this time, kind of gained a bit more of an appreciation for it, but I still think the movie is, I, it just loses me when Brian Cranston dies. I think let him revel in, in it, let him revel in, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and I felt so, I felt so right in my feelings when he was on a nerdist interview and was like. Yeah, didn't like that I got killed. Not because I'm like selfish, but like the you know the emotional backbone of this movie is on the father and son relationship. Yeah, and then he's just dead. And uh, you know, I, I think keep him around, let him die near the end or something like that. Let them bond and finally be reunited and understand. But like we just see Brian Cranston, he dies in a helicopter. It's just kind of it's really silly. I think getting him out of the wreckage was like oh. Uh, when, well, yeah, what was even the point this. of getting him out of the wreckage right yeah yeah exactly so i just feel like i don't know that kind of ruined the movie for me i think he's just such a, a damn good actor and i do not have a lot of great feelings about aaron taylor johnson i just think he's a pretty weak actor um the i do enjoy the spectacle the spectacle of all of it though i do enjoy 
how they play with scale. And I think the Mutos are pretty neatly designed. And uh, I, yeah, I think I liked it a little bit better this time than the first time I saw it in 2014, but it's still kind of disappointing for me overall. Kevin. Um, I, back in 2014, I remember thinking it was fine. I kind of like wished it wasn't like a family connected movie. You know, I, I thought it would have been cool if the first part was just Brian Cranston trying to like figure out what had happened with his wife. And then afterwards it like carries on someone that like had been exposed to Brian Cranston and had some idea that something was going on. I just feel like the, it all being connected and like everyone being, you know, the, like the, the son being a weapon specialist that was like the perfect person to have around mm-hmm. for later. It's just like it's cheesy and makes the, the movie seem like, I don't know, unrealistic. I know it's an unrealistic thing that we that we have going on where these giant monsters. Uh but I I didn't remember it or I I didn't remember it feeling quite as boring as I saw as I felt uh last night or bored as it. Um I think I fell asleep like halfway through, so I had to watch it at 6 a.m. this morning. That was a bummer. <laughs> that's a pretty big it's a, perfect, point. It's a perfect time to watch a monster movie six o'clock in the i mean I, i'm with i'm with all you guys right um well not i guess not with greg but um i, I love I think, it i'm not saying it like it was the best movie of all time no, greg loves Fair. It, so. um i'm skewing a little more with Andy and, and, and kevin where i feel like the character the, the movie suffers from it, it's it's a little too long i think they could have shaved off some of the time and we, i would have been okay with that i think gareth edwards is a very very capable director and i think there's some unbelievably beautiful shots in this movie um but i feel like they sideline all of their characters they have too many characters first of all oh, um nice. and then they sideline all the fun ones for instance here's a here's a quick uh, here's a here's a question for you guys why do we have three scientists right when when we have Ken Montefucanabi and Sally Hawkins, who is I think an Academy at least Academy nominated actress Shape uh, for Shape of Water, and they get they give them nothing to do, and then you have the most compelling character in this whole thing, which is Brian Cranston, who literally ordered his wife to her death, and then wants to wants to rectify that, and he dies fifteen or twenty minutes into the movie, and then we're stuck with Aaron Taylor Johnson and his family that we don't really care about because by this time you're like okay I guess they need to give him something to care about, but then they don't give freaking elizabeth olsen anything to do and the kid just escapes on a bus we don't see him again for all we know he's still in oakland like you know trying to get back to the city did you um, fall asleep too you see him again <laughs> no i mean you see you see him again at the very very end of the movie what i'm saying is we have all these gotcha. characters that kind of pop in what like he literally goes hey uh this thing's coming to the city she's like oh wait he's like wait for me in the city i'm like get the fuck out of the city get out of the city right now leave the city right now so I think there's just um i think they keep trying to shoehorn in the aaron taylor johnson plot point and i'm 100 with um I, I think it was andy who said it sorry who <laughs> was like why why did we need that why didn't we just focus on brian cranston um because his character to me and that storyline was super compelling and when he dies almost off screen in the helicopter i'm like why why would you not have him be the one that helps the military figure out what's going on here and call godzilla in and then also the the big crime for me is that you do see godzilla a bunch of times at the beginning and right when he's about to fight they cut to something else which is so cheap and and silly and you can tell that the producers and the and the and the director wanted the Godzilla moment to be a big 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 moment but unfortunately for me it was spoiled by the fact that he almost got it off and then it was let's cut somewhere else where they should have just said hey let's just commit to Godzilla only showing up in San Francisco wrecking shop and leaving but yeah, yeah. Well, when know. it comes to me as a as a viewer and I always hear the criticisms of there's not enough 
monsters in the in these movies. To me, that doesn't necessarily bother me because I'm I'm fine with that if the story on the ground with the humans is compelling enough. And I just don't feel like it ever is. I feel it like never is. I feel like people's feelings towards having this little monster amount of monsters in their monster movies would be okay if the ground stories were really well written and compelling and you're interested in in the dynamics of these humans. But it feels like it rarely is, and and I think that's absolutely the case with this movie. That's exactly where I'm at with it, and uh, all movies like this, actually, like including things like Transformers, where I don't know if it's possible for these to actually be great movies, because I think that the things that we're going into them looking for don't really lend themselves to deep narrative ideas. And I know that people love a lot of the more original Japanese stories of this. And I've seen a ton of the movies. And I, I think that while there's very interesting ideas and so many of them are touched on even in this, uh, I just think that it's it's kind of at odds with itself where it feels like we have to deal with these human characters just to be able to have things to show that aren't monsters fighting when really all we want is monsters fighting. But if we just got monsters fighting, we'd complain that it's just monsters it would fighting. Be boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Give it's me kind some of this story, like, you know? The, yeah. yeah, there's like this weird like push and pull from what we actually are looking for from these movies. Um, but somehow with that, it they still let us down all the time. Like it's I've still watched this and uh, I liked it more than I did in 2014. I liked it then. I think I'm more similar to Greg than anyone else on this one. Uh, I like how much Godzilla is in this and I think what he does is cool but I think that they go a little too far I mean I don't even need to repeat what you guys said about all the human stuff I agree entirely Brian Cranston is a bizarre choice for how they dealt with all that but really it's kind of like for the amount of human characters and monarch and all of the things that they're building we shouldn't have human characters in these movies unless they are building up a lore and a story about the monsters and I think that there's just too much too many storylines going that none of them fully get developed so it's like okay godzilla is a predator like when everyone cheers when godzilla beats the other guys it's oh, hype so as fuck sense. and i i, I love it as a, just a visual <laughs> they're like, like good job godzilla like, no excuse me like, like nothing in the, like, nothing there was never a moment that was like godzilla's on our side he turns like, back he, and just smashes everybody too <laughs> yeah, yeah for real it's like well, we get some hints from ken watanabe's character he's just like you know like you get the idea that he knows Godzilla's on our side, but like yeah. he's that the is only not shown up in this movie. Yeah, if you're on our side, maybe don't destroy the Golden Gate Bridge. Which, come on, guys, can we stop just, destroying the Golden Gate Bridge? It's he just walked so fucked under up. It. It no, it. I love it. It gets like, me every fucking time, it. man. No, no, well, that's the thing. he like could have swam swam under it. Then he Easily. like gets out of the water and just like you know what? He just grabs it. To, it. Although, <laughs> to be fair, though, isn't it when they shot him? Though, isn't it when they started shooting him? Isn't no, it when he grabs the bridge and fucks it up, it, he grabs a bridge and then something like, well, actually, he comes up first as missiles are coming toward the bridge, and you kind of think, oh like, yeah, he just deflects well, missiles. He block, yeah, he's showing he's a good guy there. He blocks. Oh, the that's so cool. And then he turns the around podcast. and just stomps through the fucking bridge, and I'm like, did you just save those people so that you could kill them? Personally? He got attacked. It's, they we're, attacked we're, him, man. They started. But like, it. we're following a bus full of people, uh, full of kids, right? The bus uh-huh. was yes. so stupid. What is so stupid? Bizarre Did, choice. Wait, was the was the um uh, the kid in that like the the yes child? Sam the, yeah his son okay. was in that and so then his son escapes to freedom and then it, is yeah. never threatened again for the next hour. Yeah. They make it yeah, and then Elizabeth Olsen gets trapped in a bar station even though despite the fact that she presumably lives in San Francisco and knows the city's not that big you probably just walk out of it with just the fakest goddamn but, Bart sign I've ever seen. Did you guys see that where it said Bart? Yeah. I love that her entire plot 
uh, for the second half of the movie is just random shots of her like looking up, running in a group of people. Like that's it. And it's and always it's the funniest thing about it is the way that she runs. Um, that doesn't look. <laughs> she's one, not full on running. <laughs> there's one shot that yeah, the Muto's behind her and she looks and. Every with every step she's take, she's probably covering maybe like two inches per per step, <laughs> and she's just kind of like in the same spot running, and then Godzilla <laughs> pops up in the other spot, and she does the same thing the other way, and like she's not moving, she's moving her arms, but not covering a, a whole lot of space, unfortunately. Andy, they only had a small warehouse in which she could run, and they were like, if you just kind of jog in place a little bit, we'll move, we'll just After Effects move. We'll your give it some, we'll faster. make it seem like it's doing what it needs to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but to be positive about it though, the final fight scene just the entire san francisco set piece the halo jump in and just the way everything looks the cinematography is fantastic for that stuff but just the sheer scale of godzilla like earlier i was saying what are we looking for from these movies and like that to me is something i'm looking for is a sense of scale and a sense of destruction of what would actually happen if these things were were fighting in our cities yeah and like he fucks shit up when when they're like walking yeah. around like and it's like that to me is cool and interesting and expressed very well to me where i'm like i want more of this i like this godzilla i just wish that story-wise it was a little bit more interesting yeah. uh but yeah just again visually it is i i think it's very unrivaled to me in terms of this type of scale and, and destruction and seeing him standing next to transamerica pyramid it's like i believe this yeah but you know I, it's, I, but it's interesting i'm sorry go ahead eddie i was gonna say i i found myself really interested with all the the sort of science that goes behind it and with all the scientists talking to each other about the the radiation and how these sounds are not uh these sounds are a lot more consistent they're not just like some this one in a time one in a, uh, or one in a what's a moment i'm looking for i can't even think about what i'm talking about but it's like, like this isn't an earthquake this is a more not, consistent yeah, thing that we're seeing on these readings repeating sound. yeah all of those things i really enjoy and i kind of wish it stayed more on the scientific side and like i think when brian cranston dies like just First off, just don't kill him, you know? <laughs> well, dude, I mean, I, I, I stand by, like, I really, really enjoy, like, the first 20 minutes of this movie. I think the setup is so well done. The mystery, like, all of those all of those moments that kind of harken back to the old Godzilla movies, I think are so well done. It's just when they, they kind of pick it up in the second act and Aaron Taylor Johnson suddenly is saving a young kid on a fucking monorail in Honolulu. And you're like, why? What? What? Why? He's why? Do, guy, why, why even include this? Well, no. But who cares? But like, also, you have him like they put a nuclear. They're gonna they're gonna nuke these things, which makes zero sense because we've already tried to nuke them. And we know that just helps them. Um, but then also but that was like a firecracker compared to what we have yeah, now. This now really this blast, blast alone blast will kill them. Um, which is dumb because what they should have done was have Aaron Taylor Johnson's character have to set off the nuke to power up Godzilla to be able to fight not one but two of these other yep. giant things, right? That is where when I watched this movie, I was like, oh, Godzilla's having trouble with these two things. They're going to down him like somewhere. He's going to have to set this bomb off and then Godzilla's going to come up mega fucking Godzilla with the cool lightning tail and then mm. burst mm. fire into their mouths. What a hype moment that would be. No, he just – divines that power somehow because he gets really really mad and it just feels so cheap and, and just not earned by the end of it and then cool. aaron taylor Johnson. not only that but aaron taylor johnson doesn't even fucking defuse the bomb at the end he's like i could defuse this bomb i guess i'll just pass out instead but it's, just it's falls closed asleep. The, the thing is closed we don't have any way to it's open closed. This we have no way to open this thing oh my god what bad choices real quick to come off the bench here all right now i've been accused of a lot of things here sony pony Snyder verse apologist. I'll just, I want it on the record that I will be 
goddamn dead in the ground before I let you paint a picture of Godzilla being a bad person. All right. I went back and I'm watching the film. 126. The military starts shooting at Godzilla after he protects the kids. The poor Godzilla he's shot is like, oh my, oh my titty. And he grabs the Golden Gate Bridge, right? To brace himself. That breaks some of the straps. Then everybody starts shooting at him. And that's when then the bus drives out of the way. And he's like, all right, you're all right, Sam. That's when he just walks through the fucking bridge because everybody's shooting him. So he locked there. eyes I've with been Sam. To, I've been out there trying to help a bunch of fucking he's, ants and one of them starts biting me and I'm like, fuck y'all. Godzilla, who hasn't been alive for like 50 years, recognizes a school bus full of children and is like, <laughs> you just, guys are cool. Go ahead. And then when they're clear, he's like, I can't duck under this thing because the bay's not. And oh, there's no more ducky. Right? He's standing there's there. No, he's getting shot in the titty. I just said it. He's like, ah. Oh, my titty. Wait, wait. Yeah, can we just for a moment, let's let's discuss. Are you saving ants? There's a flood going on. You know what I mean? I don't want these guys to go down. They make honey. I try to help them out. They're what important happens? for the environment. You say they make honey? Yeah. Ants? No. In their hill. I, honey. They said they make money. I was like, you got ants working for you, bro? Get on that scheme. Let's go. At 355 feet tall, a full length of 550 feet, two inches, and a weight of 90,000 tons. This is the biggest and heaviest Godzilla that's ever been portrayed. Wow. That's pretty cool. I will say, though, I, I cool. love the design of Godzilla. I love the design of the Mutos. I think that is the production design overall in this movie is stunning. And I think the cinematography, the way it's shot is stunning. Um, so so shout out to Gareth Edwards for those because that like the I don't love the Halo scene. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to get to that part. I'm going to highly criticize when we get to it. But it has le less to do with the actual imagery of it and more to do with the fact that at that moment, I'm like, what a missed opportunity of him like having to dodge at least one thing going through it. But it does have a fucking awesome effect when it's that haunting, like, like building mounting music with the production design. It's from two thousand one. Yes. Fuck yes. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. I, Nothing original in this crazy. movie at all. I, Nothing I heard original. It and I was like, where the fuck do I know this from? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's cool hmm. shit. Let's get what? to the plot. That's that's. It's time for the plot, Zilla, everybody. Plot motherfucking Zilla. Zilla. Damn, Andy. Okay, okay. Kevin, can you check your Slack uh, before we go into the plot? Okay. Are you? Is it a song or some sort no, of no, cool no, thing? no? Just no. Just go ahead. Do I do you I start go, talking go, now, Andy? Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Godzilla 2014. Let them fight. We start. We see a bunch of old footage and a lot of drawings and cool sea monsters and boats and divers and really big fins and Bikini Island. And then we get introduced to Project Monarch and Godzilla's fin coming out of the water. So they nuke him. God, then, then we have a really cool moment where the nuke takes over the screen and then it goes all goes to white and then it goes Godzilla. And then it cuts all the all the smoke turns into some trees in the Philippines. 1998, Ken Watanabe and Sally Hawkins uh, are arriving uh, and there's a big ass dig happening that opened up a huge cave by accident when they head down to the cavern below uh, where radiation levels are increasing, catalyzed by the outside air or some weird stuff like that. Also, there's a really big skeleton down there that someone's been munching on, if you know what I mean. Right? Ribs. Oh, Creepy. Uh, there's creepy. a nest of some perfectly preserved eggs, but one of them has already hatched. Outside, a really big trail leads to the ocean. Something big is going for a swim. Cut over to Janjira, Japan. Uh, Joe Brody lives over there with his kids, and he's worried I'm about- Joe Brody. I'm Joe Brody. Also, his house is dope as shit, and I'm like, how do I got to go visit Janjira, Japan, if that's what this fucking place looks like. Uh, we meet his wife as well, uh, played by the venerable Juliette Binoche, who I thought was fucking awesome from- uh, Oh God, I was gonna say River Runs Through It, but I don't know if she was in that one or not. She's in some movie with uh with Brad Pitt, and she's really good in it. Um, 
uh, let's see, his kid's there, and his kid's like, welcome home, Dad. Happy birthday, or whatever, and he makes him a cool sign. They must have taken him all day, but Joe's like, I'm worried about the tremors because the tremors mean that I might have to shut down the reactor, and I might, if I get this wrong, they're going to think I'm a crazy American. Guess what, Joe? They already think you're crazy because of this fucking wig you're wearing that looks like it's eating the top hit of the your song, head. Andy. Oh, my God. Hit the song. Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've found the the gener- like the the beginning of wigging out with Scarpino. This oh, wow. this triggered something deep inside of me. And Andy, you're the it Breaking bad. bad. You're the Breaking Bad uh, expert. Was he filming the scenes where he was bald in Breaking Bad during this? Is that why they put him in this in this wig? Um, man, 2014. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Now it does it it does really remind me of the flashback scenes in Breaking Bad where he does have to wear a wig. Right. And that's just, yeah, I had the same sort of visceral feeling, Nick, where it just jumped out to it. I was like, oof, I haven't felt like this in a while. That's so a like, wig. Did that, that I know guy's... for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's what I'll say, though. At first, I was like, oh, it's 1999, Greg. Obviously, this is a throwback to when he had different totally hair. Throwback. So they put him in a wig, right? Clearly, Life in 20, is when unfair. We, exactly. When we catch up in 2014, Tim, he's not going to be wearing an even worse wig. It's <laughs> fucking wait for that. I'll and this that weird right vest, this weird vest thing the customer put him in. What are you doing? Oh my god! Uh, we meet Julia Pinot. She tells his wife that he needs to know that the sensors. What's going on with the sensors? So if he calls them, tells them to shut down the reactor, they don't give him shit for it. And he goes, "When we get there, I need you to head straight down to level five, where surely you won't die." And once he gets to the plant, one of the guys tells him the tremors are a pattern and they don't know where the epicenter is and all and all this is really, really dope. And I like how it's all shot. And I love the production design of all the costumes and all that stuff um, of the of the engineers. Except Brian Cranston, that wig is fucking terrible and should be shot off his head and put out to fucking pasture. Another shot tremor hits and, and he orders all <laughs> of them put out to pasture. <laughs> 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 put him out there in a rock so the fucking flies can eat him. They can lay larva in his eyes. Uh, let's God. see. He orders everyone to shut down the reactor while his wife gets trapped in level five due to a breach. Everything goes bananas and Joe is faced with the choice to either save his wife or risk exposing the entire city to radiation, which will Locked kill up. everyone, including his son, uh ford he takes a second to think on on it until a very ford. very large and very very cg red cloud of of just horrible stuff almost hits him straight in the face so he closes the door thank god his wife is nowhere in sight because that would be really 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 traumatizing oh wait she's oh, wait. fucking knocking on the glass <laughs> and this is terrifying <laughs> uh man and then we cut over uh ford their kid is watching as the entire nuclear power plant collapses and he whispers out loud jeez I hope today wasn't the day that dad made mom go down to level five. There's one 15 thing years later. This movie uh, doesn't do a great job, in my opinion, of, and it is showing the legit terror of people dealing with these situations. Like, yes, there's people walking around screaming, but like, I think that this movie does a fantastic job, again, of showing the scale of this shit. When we see this power plant fucking being destroyed, yes. is there anything scarier than that in the entire world when you're that close to it? Like, I feel like they should have been freaking out a little bit more. And then later when you start seeing these giant monsters, it's like, holy shit. Dude, like, can you imagine, Tim, if you and I are like, we're working at IGN. We're down in the ballpark. And I'm like, Tim, you ready to go to Starbucks? You're like, hell yeah, let's go to Starbucks. And we start walking over to Starbucks and we look up and fucking Godzilla is standing in the middle of AT&T Park. (laughs) Would you shit, piss, or just faint? Like, I would do all and then just die. <laughs> That's the thing. There definitely wasn't enough in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, all right. It's 15 years later, and guess what, everyone? Ford has grown up into Pietro Maximoff and is now married to Wanda Maximoff, his sister wife. He right. comes home from the military. It's so – was this – this was before? It was a year before. A year before him. So someone was like, hey, man, these guys have great chemistry. You know what we should do? Cast <laughs> him as brother and sister. Because nothing says uh, brother and sister better than two people who have made out on screen before. It's just – I mean, like, here's the thing. <laughs> This has probably happened so many times in Hollywood history, but we're just such big MCU nerds that it's such a big deal to us. Pretty <laughs> like, well, the thing pro- too, Andy, that you probably don't know, but in the Ultimate line of comics, they it's incestuous. Oh, them. I didn't know that. So there's like an extra added layer to it all. Oh wow! So hot. Yeah, when uh, he comes back home and like the little little dumbass kid goes to sleep, it's like, oh, they're gonna bang, dude. They're gonna, they're gonna bang. fucking bang. Uh, yeah. They're brother and sister, and they're gonna fucking bang. It's great. Man, I'm brother. gonna. I mean, I have and I have to watch it because that's my homework for in review. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Ellie gets a call from the consulate. Forrest's father has been arrested in Japan. He was investigating another one of his crazy conspiracy theories over in the quarantine zone. Uh, Ellie tells him he's only gonna be gone for a few days, and she's like, "Listen, just go and come back. It's not like it's the end of the world." Nah, but it like is. Dinosaurs are coming back. Ex- big monsters. Exactly. Uh, four pics of his dad in Tokyo, and his and th- and th- and this is where I could just go. What did they just go to fucking man's Chinese theater and hire a cosplayer outside to do these wigs? Because this wig got worse. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> here we fucking go. Like, like here's what I'm, here's what I say. Here's what I say, guys. If if you're shooting a movie, this is your big shot, right? Uh-huh. You just did a cool five hundred thousand dollar budget movie that got put you on the map. You're about to get a Star Wars movie. Brian Cranston's in it, and Brian Cranston's wig looks like this. Put him in a hat. Sure, problem solved. Had him up. Had him up. Uh, they go back to Ford's apartment. And it looks like Mel Gibson's from Conspiracy Theories. It's got all the newspaper clippings all over there with all the things. He's trying to figure out what really happened there. He's like, it's not a natural disaster, like they said. I know because I'm studying bioacoustics echolocation all sorts of cool things uh and i'm trying cool to get i gotta get back to our old house in the quarantine zone because all my dad is there and i can prove this shit was not a government disaster like they said it was uh but joe's really chasing the ghosts of ford mother uh, who spent her uh who was sent to her death 15 years earlier in level five uh ford wants joe to come home with him but the next morning joe tells me he's got he's got i'm going right back to the quarantine zone because he knows there's they're guarding something in there and it's like it's like uh like talking to a snitch in jail he needs his data from the old discs to prove a baseline find the truth and end this all and then he goes why can't you just let it rest and he goes because i sent her down there to level five to her death in level five and he's like i don't want to hear this and he goes well, you can't keep running from this <laughs> yeah it's gonna keep going that's the only yeah. joke the i have fifth level the fifth level <laughs> <laughs> oh man so of course they head over to the quarantine zone which now is nick so... here's where i'll stop you here's where i'll stop yeah. you all right was it not level five was it level four i just no, I no this down. isn't this I, is I for a commentary up. this isn't for corrections uh, big lou is telling you hey son Oh, we Big gotta Lou's go. Gonna, Big Lou's gonna get hit over the head and dragged back to America. <laughs> Thank me. you. I'm not like, I, like, I don't know oh, what. Death. I'm my, picking I, you up. I, I'm gonna you on the pick train. my dad up in Chicago, no, and he's like, dude, "I gotta go to this nuclear hot zone because no. I feel that I'd be like, you're a crazy person, and you're coming with me. I'm not coming with you. Fine. I have a wife and a child that I'll I haven't later, seen because I've been serving in the military. I'm going home to them, and I'm not coming back to help you. Your grandson like, wants to see you. <laughs> like, let this go. What the fuck are you talking about? 
<laughs> I mean, the second my, my the second my dad started like duct taping around his gloves, I'd be like, "You're on your own, big lip. Yeah, just make sure you watch your cholesterol levels." Okay? And that's why, yeah. too, in this upcoming scene where he takes off the mask and uh, Pietro freaks out, and then fucking the next scene, P- Pietro's got his mask off. I'm like. Not only would I never be here, <laughs> I don't give a shit what the Geiger counter says. The I'm not taking my goddamn mask off. <laughs> the, the dumb really runs strong on this stupid ass family. God damn, dude. <laughs> uh, of course, the, I, I do. I, want, I do want to give a shout out to the quarantine design of this because it reminds yeah. me of like Last of Us, where like the yeah. weeds are growing up the side. Of, it's just really cool imagery uh, that they did in that. Of course, they get to their old zone, and Joe finds his old floppy disk along with that happy birthday sign his son spent hours on that he just walked right by. Also, uh, the they, dog's real scary. Like I, okay. I would not feel. So, I, I mean, I'd assume they're Andy, feral those dogs are wild at this dogs. point. Those are wild dogs. At this, they, they wild and crazy in Chernobyl. Like there are stories about the dogs of Chernobyl <laughs> yeah. that have existed like, in there. They're seeing you for food, not as a friend. Yeah, they're desperate at this <laughs> yeah. point. Weep, weep. They're wild and crazy. Where crazy we at? dogs. Weep, <laughs> 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 montage dogs running around mauling people. <laughs> God, I love the energy on this one, guys. Good job, everyone. Good job. <laughs> when I got Tim, the wild and crazy dogs, and I saw him start laughing. I'm like, we got it. We well, got it. The fact that I looked over at you and you were still jamming out to it. And you're like, wild and crazy the kids, man. Going there, they don't make fucking theme songs happens. like that anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> Greg's jamming out. He goes, take it away, Grover. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, they go, they look over and they see that the nu- the power plant, which should have been destroyed, is actually full of all sorts of action over there. But no sooner do they look at it before uh, they get scooped up by a group of, uh, I'm assuming military police or some sort of military uh, who arrests them and chauffeurs them over to the plant. Uh, Joe spots the cause of all the commotion, a massive larva that's feeding off of the radiation of one of the reactors. Uh, then we see Dr. Uh, Shirazawa again, who heads down to talk to Joe, but Joe's not having it. He says, my wife died here. Something killed my wife, and I have the right to know. I deserve answers. She was in level five, and they're like, we know. We know she's in level five. <laughs> I can take you to her. She was in level five if you need help. Her body's probably still down there. Uh, they look over at the, uh, they look over the data he collected for 15 years, and it makes them happy because they didn't think any of it survived. Even though I'd have been like this, Kevin. Fuck, it's a floppy disk. Like, how do we? You know what I mean? Like, what how do we? Do? We gotta oh, order a fucking dry one. They still sell the converters. They still sell the converters. Yeah, but you gotta get that. Like, you're like, ah, oh, can yeah, yeah, not get one here yeah. today? He didn't have like, it. And he's like, like, nah, fuck no, dude. They're not looking at that lab. shit with that with modern day tech. Um, let's see. Whatever that thing is, it's causing an electromagnetic pulse, like like 15 years ago. Only worse now. It's gonna send us back to the Stone Age. Uh, sure as our orders I the love, wildfire. I mean, this is just like classic Cranston yelling. Like, I just I miss it. I miss Cranston being pissed off about shit in tv shows are freaking out at he just does such a great job here emoting and i love them cutting to the scientists ken watanabe and what's her name emily uh sally hawkins Blood? fish fucker the fish yeah, fucker, fish fucker. Yeah. the fish fucker Damn, okay <laughs> let's call her sally hawkins fish. i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to diminish her role to fish holy fucker. shit Tim, you found um, you found one of these usb floppy drives that's amazing <laughs> Actually, it's not them. that hard 36 dollars <laughs> uh, Damn, we can okay. get it by tomorrow. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> wow. wow. That's really cool. Um, anyway, so they're going through all that. Uh, they try to let's see. Uh, Shirazawa orders the wildfire protocol, which shuts down the reactors. But guess what? It's too late. This thing is still sucking that thing dry. And they try to uh, electrocute the larva by putting up some pretty flimsy cables. Uh, but 
at first everyone's like, cool, it worked. The thing went the thing went totally dark. But then the moth erupts from the dead cocoon and murders everything in sight. Uh the electricity they uh the electricity goes out, uh freeing Joe, who immediately starts screaming, Do not go down to level five. That's where my <laughs> wife died. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but nobody listens. <laughs> nobody listens. No one listens. Off. They all just run. They all get murdered. Five. I think that's the last one, guys. You're good. Uh, let's see. Ford oh, gets. I'm sure I'll uh, be back. I don't know, man. We'll see. Ford gets uh, free when a crane smashes a car. He's in, and he watches as the Muto stomps on people and then flies off. Back, dude. I and- love the way I love the way the Muto looks. I love this this scene. It really res- reminds me of the scarier parts of Jurassic Park, and kind of being constrained by these wires. And then you just see the claw come up and like, let me just pull this shit down. <laughs> this yeah. is not enough to hold me in here. So badass. I, th- this movie, uh, again, Gareth Edwards, Nick mentioned earlier about how there are some really beautiful uh, shots in this movie. And I love whenever it's tiny person, massive mm-hmm. thing behind it. I, it's always so cool to look at. Totally. Yeah, I thought this was a cool a way of looking at him. It reminds me a lot of the the one of the cooler scenes in the Transformers 2007 movie with the helicopter on the army base, and then it transforms like fucks everyone up, and like you see like Tyrese and all them like looking up at it. It's like yeah, yeah. that was awesome. If you could it's turn scary. that into a whole thing, but it's like it's just weird. They somehow can't ever do it. Uh, back in SF, Ford's sister wife is frantically calling Japan for news about her brother husband. <laughs> Back in Japan, Captain Hampton from the U.S. military comes. I think that's the last one I put there too. Comes uh, to uh, to Shirazawa and all uh, to excuse me, gather Shirazawa and all essential personnel. Which he's like, hey, we got to bring that guy Joe because he's going to be super important right now. And then we cut over to Joe, and he is on fucking death's door. He is on a stretcher in one of those neck immobilizers, and he's bleeding out of his eyes. That's uh, what in I'm the chopper. saying, dude. It's like terrible. Th- th- it's it's that sort of that moment where. I'm in the movie theater with my dad, and we both are the biggest fans of Breaking Bad. And he gets pulled out, and he's in the he's in the stretcher, and his son's there. And once in a while, he's like, "I want both of them." And that's when I go, "Ah, oh, I'm relieved now as a viewer," because I thought Cranston was gone. And then in the helicopter, he passes away in the you know the most stereotypical way that anybody dies in every movie, uh, with, with the son kind of watching. No, Dad, don't go, Dad, and he passes away. And in the theater, my dad kind of leans over to me. He's like, no way, right? He's going to come back. <laughs> We're there for Cranston. And he dies just immediately. And he's like, and every like five minutes, my dad would pop in and get me like, are you fucking kidding me right now? No way. <laughs> we were just not happy about it. It was so disappointing, dude. Oh, oh man. Uh, of course, they head over to the USS Saratoga where Admiral Stentz, played by, I think his name is Jason Strahan? Strathan, uh, who I love, uh, gives Jason a whole... Them Jason Statham. Um, you did it better. I don't know why I tried. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Andy, do it one more time. Just a palate cleanser for everyone. Palate cleanser. Jason Statham. You got to do the TH with an F, you know. Stifem. Stentz gives a whole lot of exposition to his crew uh, so that the audience knows what apparently has been happening for the last five minutes. I'm like, wait a minute, this. I guess level five exists on the USS Saratoga as well uh, because Joe dies downstairs or maybe he dies in the planet. Anyway, they ask Ford for his help and give him a presentation on the ancient alpha predator that everyone tried to nuke back in the day and pass off as... Uh, as tests, but turns out it eats radiation as a source of food. Now, this is where the story starts going weird to me, because I'm like, okay. So we've already sort of seen Godzilla a little bit here. So I'm thinking when I watched this the first time, oh, the whole point of this movie is to use the echolocation that we've set up to go and find Godzilla, nuke him, 
and bring him back to life, right? Or something like that. I don't know. It's not. Spoilers, it's not. Uh, thankfully, as the radiation levels of the surface dissipated, it receded back to the depths of the ocean to feed off the Earth's natural radiation, and Monarch was formed to track it, and they go, what do they call it? And he goes, they call it Godzilla, or Godzilla, depending on how you want to say it. But when Ken Watanabe says Godzilla, it's fucking rad. Because he yeah. does that thing, Tim, he where he looks over Godzilla. to call it that. He insisted to call that. He was like, the, the line was Godzilla. And he's like, no, 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 I want, I want to do it right. Uh, and another fact about him is Dr. Ishiro Serizawa was named after Ishiro Honda, director of the original Godzilla in 1954. Oh, and cool. Dr. Daisuke Serizawa, one of the main characters of the movie. And uh, the Brody family is named after the protagonist in Jaws, which is obviously a huge inspiration That's for this film. <laughs> awesome. That's actually really, really cool. Um, let's see. Before you move on. Sure. Let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. It's time we stop messing around about funny things and talk about something really serious and important your underwear. That's right, we're doing it. Me Undies believes undies are something that should be yelled about from rooftops or shorn off in mere selfies for Instagram. They're not undie shy, so let's talk. I love undies so much, specifically Me Undies. Kevin knows it, I know it, Greg Miller knows it, most of Kind of Funny knows it. We've exclusively been wearing Me Undies. They are the official undies of Kind of Funny. I love them because they have this super soft micro-modal fabric. Uh, they come in so many fun prints. There's like themed ones, licensed ones like Star Wars stuff, or just fun things like sushi. Yeah, who doesn't love sushi? I know I do, especially when it's all over me and keeping me warm, soft, all the good things. Uh, I wear MeUndies all the time. I have their socks, their shirts, their lounge pants, everything. Could not be a bigger fan. Any product they put out, I'm probably going to get it because they have extremely high levels of quality and everything that I'm looking for in those articles of clothing. They are offered in ranges of sizes, including extra small all the way to 4XL. And uh, now that everyone's working from home, they also offer the softest loungewear, which I can tell you, it's the softest loungewear. Uh, fill your closet with things you actually want to put on, like I do every day of my life. To get your 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. Next up, shout out to Keeps. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. Uh, more than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness, and there are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. Here's the thing. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Low-cost treatments start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Andy and Nick both realized that they had some, uh, some hair issues, uh, and they decided they were going to do something about it. So they have been making sure... Uh, that they understood prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results. So they checked this out and it's been working great for them. If you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash morning to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash morning to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash morning. Go for it. Uh, we get a lot of exposition here too. They talk about the mutos that they found that killed their father, uh, and they were hired to study it back then. They didn't know it could harness the energy from the plant and that from the power plant and channel it into EMP attack until just right now. Ford tells them about his father's studies in echolocation. They're like, that's the key. Uh, here is where I had to go take a late night poop. I don't know why I wrote that in here, but back in five, oh, actually, five. It, was, it was 20 minutes, actually. It took 20 minutes. Uh, <clears> nature <throat> has an order, a power to restore balance. Our believes that Godzilla is that balanced. Uh, Ford heads to Hawaii to catch a flight. He's like, cool, I guess I'm done here. So I guess I'll just go home <laughs> is what he decided here, Greg. So yep. he's like, I'm going to go over to Honolulu to catch a flight back to SF while Shirozawa uses Joe's research to figure out how to talk to Godzilla. Over in Honolulu, Ford gets 
a stuck babysitting a lost kid, so he gives him a very rare G.I. Joe, which I have to imagine is worth at least $10 now. Uh, meanwhile, a team goes out into the jungle looking for a lost Russian nuclear submarine in the middle of the jungle and finds the Muto snacking on its core. Uh, they pick up another signal approaching from, from the Pacific, and Shirazawa's like, it's Godzilla. It's got to be. I know it is. Let's all go take a look. He's going to come out of the water. It's going to be really cool. And I'm like, no, it can't be Godzilla. It's got to be something else. Sure enough, it's Godzilla. Uh, this is right about the time where I started thinking we probably could have cut some of this out. This is one of those scenes where I'm like, we didn't need all this. We didn't need the 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 guys in the jungle finding the submarine. It's a cool visual, but I liked it. Them cut. finding it, yeah. I thought it was awesome. You know what I'm talking about, Tim? Grab the shears, <clears throat> cut. I that was cool. It out. Uh, Godzilla rolls into town like a G, and it's dope. Love the imagery of him swimming underneath the carrier. I think that's beautiful. Uh, the monorail power, of course, comes back on- online, sending it right into the Muto, who like snaps it in half. Uh, okay. And then Muto downs a helicopter, and explosions uh, blow up all of the planes. So Godzilla steps in, I uh, presumably to save the people in the terminal. I'm not quite sure, Greg. Maybe you can. Maybe you're fucking. You know, call up your boy. Make up. Ask him. Yeah, call up. Call up like, Godzilla and ask him. He's if he not trying people. to save the people. Just to be clear. Like, his role is that he's the biggest monster, and the other monsters upset him that, it, that Kevin, exists. Kevin, well, he's I know that. that. No, he's, a friend, that. he's a friend you of Earth. That. That's Godzilla in this movie. That's a friend of that. Very well known. He's here to protect everyone in Earth. Just restore and balance, Kevin. Apex Kevin, right. Predator. You're right, Kevin. Uh, let's see. We And then, the, oh, man, right as they're about to get it on, Godzilla steps in, and it's fucking Godzilla versus Muto, the UFC fight you've been waiting for. Your fucking internet's good. You bought it. You finally subscribed to ESPN, so you're like, this is going to be good. And guess what? We cut. We don't need to yeah. see this fight, guys. I, no. This to me to really, really, really feels like some studio got in the way. I don't know if this, this is in fact, but it felt like the studio was like, we need to see Godzilla earlier. Cause like it feels mm, like it was mm. just added in there and it, that in like test screenings, people were like, Oh, we don't see him enough. But like, yeah, him being here was like, it's such a limp dick moment. And it's unfortunate because this cut makes me, it makes you focus on how much you don't give a fuck about Ford's family. Right. Cause you're like, Oh, this is going to be super hype. And then it cuts to a fucking, literally a sleepy kid on a couch, watching the new, watching it unfold on a TV. I'm like, wow, nothing less exciting than that. Uh, and then we go back to Hawaii and guess what guys daytime, everything's done. Ford's fine. He returns the kid to his parents, and then he spots some Marines and goes like, hey, where are you guys going? They're like, we're going east to hunt some monsters. And he's like, okay, sign me up. I'd be like, Ford, if you really wanted to do this, why don't you just stay on the USS Saratoga where the fucking leaders of this whole thing are happening? I digress. Um, Sierra's all they were sending him home, though, remember? I mean, I would have been like, can I just stick but around and maybe help? Because, like, you know, I'm my But they're like, son. this ship isn't going home. Like, we can't send you home to San Francisco from this ship. So we're going to send like, to the mainland, then you things- can catch a flight there these things make it to another area like i could maybe help you guys make sure it doesn't kill millions of people even though i mean i hear you like, I but I, is, what are the odds we're gonna need you in this situation captain i mean Ford? like i'm in honolulu <laughs> and it's going that way and i think i guess that's where yeah but we, we're gonna have is. it we're gonna nip this right in the bud here in honolulu so you go back to san francisco don't tell anybody yeah, what you saw we're gonna quietly the wrap plot this will up. meet you back there don't worry <laughs> okay cool. Cool, 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 cool uh maybe we can take a slow train over there too could that be cool yeah let's do that uh let's see sure train why was a train in this movie? The train for sure should have been cut out. This whole part <laughs> should have sure, just been used. Sure, like 100%. they did not need this in here. Uh, anyway, the military arrives to the second location. They find a giant hole in its place. And like, oh no, there's not one Muto. It, there's two Mutos. They weren't talking to Godzilla. He was just listening in on their call, like your mom used to do, to make sure you weren't having set premature sex. Guess what? None of us were. I can't speak for Andy, but I'm pretty sure none of us got late. <laughs> Andy was in a band. He probably did. Uh, Andy, what? yeah, what? never mind. That's an inappropriate oh, question Christ. to ask you. Andy. I'll ask you off. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Speaking of inappropriate, 
A fun and appropriate fact I have here is while shooting this film, cinematographer Seamus McGarvey accidentally went to a lakeside set of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was shooting nearby and looked very similar to the set for this film. He described walking around with his light meter, not recognizing anyone as surreal, dreamlike experience until he realized his mistake. He was happy because every one of the meters was wrong. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. He was probably freaking out. <laughs> He's like, oh, mean- fuck. <laughs> meanwhile, Gareth Edwards on the other set would be like, where the fuck is my DP? Where is he? <laughs> Texting him. Uh, let's see. The second Muto, they figure out it's heading toward Las Vegas. And I say good riddance to all those fucking sinners. You know what I mean, Kevin? Burn them all. Burn, Burn them all, all alive in the belly Jesus. of the Muto. <laughs> uh, let's see. Graham and Surizawa I, I, figure out. Really neat, cute shot. Like, it's very a very predictable shot. But in the casino... To see oh, the TV yeah. with the news pop up, and Tim loves the news uh, oh, yeah. pop ups in in movies. But then to have the power go out and then it crash to the to the roof, I, I thought was a pretty. Also, cool. really appreciated too the where did you send it? The same place we send all our nuclear waste, and then them going through the thing and doing the shunk and the shunk and then the shunk and the blinding white light. And because even on the second yeah. viewing, I was like, wait, what's going on in there? And then they throw it open, and you see the it smashed out and walking. I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Do we yeah. have a hollowed out mountain where all the nuclear waste yeah. goes? Really? Yeah. We do, right? We do, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. You can't really get rid of it, Kevin. Like it kind of doesn't thing? ever go away. It's shooting oh, yeah. the sun, right? Isn't that just, yeah, it'll be fine. No, that's what I want them up. to do. No I'm like, you're, you're just, true. you're just giving it back to where it came from, right? Might as well just I put thought, it in the sun. Is this a science with Kevin? I thought this was like something you would know. I don't know. I mean, when that happened, I was like, that doesn't seem like a real thing. And like, the, they talked about it like it was a known thing, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. My favorite thing is science, science, science with Kevin. I don't, that doesn't sound like a known thing. <laughs> a permanent real. disposal site for used nuclear fuel has been planned for Yucca Mountain, Nevada, since 1987, but political issues keep it from becoming a reality. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. So, uh, yeah, that sounds real. bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Graham insurers always figure out that the second Muto is a different sex, and these Mutos are going to get it on to make little mm. mini Mutos. The plan. Here's the plan. Oh, wait, no, there is one, maybe. Is there? I'm sure. I mean, there are nuclear disposal sites, right, where they just bury that shit and go, hey, we forgot about yeah, it on the side of the mine, right? There is. I don't know what I was reading over there. The Wikipedia article says, yeah, there is one over oh, in the Yucca cool. Mountain. Cool. Let's go visit that. That'd be a fun little field trip, huh? Come back with a third hand. The plan. Lure these creatures out to the ocean and nuke them. Sounds good to me. Wait, didn't we try that already 50 years ago? But guess what, guys? We have better bombs now. Cooler bombs. Bigger bombs. The yeah. sheer blast alone is gonna just is just gonna melt these things fucking faces off. So Forward interesting thing, it. Nick, uh, yeah. based on what you were saying earlier about uh, you thought a cooler plot would be Godzilla having to be woken up by the people to fight for us, or whatever. Which I totally agree yeah. with. Uh, that might have been the plan because originally it was planned for him to be found preserved in a Siberian glacier. This was changed when the filmmakers saw Man of Steel had a similar scene. Wow. I was so, hoping it was going to be when they realized it was Captain America. <laughs> like, ah, shit, fuck. Like, oh, damn. He's not going to help on this one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ford spots a, gi- a giant nuclear missile and talks his way onto the team because he knows his way around ordnance. And off we go to SF, the town that always gets destroyed in movies. Ford tells them to stay put. He calls Ellie and says, listen, I'm coming to you. Stay put. And she's like, uh, is, that the, is that the best course of action? He's like, listen, there are giant... Fucking man-eating, 500-ton, 500-foot monsters coming toward your city. Under no circumstances should you leave with my son right now. And she's like, okay, I believe you. I believe you. Where are you at? And he goes, oh, I'm on a train moving across country. So I'll be there maybe maybe two weeks depending on what's going on. Cool. You just stay put. Tim, if I'm ever going to be attacked by Godzilla, call me and just say, dude, just go. Get on a bike. Get on any mode of transportation. Get the fuck out of the city. I've lamented this point enough. I rest my case. On the train, 
let's see uh to the muto uh, the team tells ford that, that he's like guess what man we're this this timer is all old school analog clock take a look and it's got all sorts of cool gears in it and they're like we're gonna nuke this thing back to the fucking stone age and then they lose con- and keeps on digging yeah and then they uh they lose contact with the team ahead of them and they go to investigate a bridge out and this whole thing i'm just like cut it cut it out this is so boring nothing happens they don't do anything fun here the, i mean here's what it is it's a dope visual it's like seeing the train on fire coming at him is super cool. But it's what this reminds me of one of those like, all right, cool, let's come up with a shot list of dope things. How are we gonna make that, those things happen? Eh, we'll figure Whatever. that out. Whatever. But yeah. like they, they still don't out. make those things happen like that well. Like, how did the train catch on fire? Like uh, what did Muto do Muto. to make the, the train catch on fire? Totally. It's really fucking out of place and like all right, But we cool. see the cool shot of the big Muto walking underneath them when they are laying down. We see the shot of uh, all them little be- those little alien baby sacks, those monster baby sacks in his in belly. The- yeah. Um, and at this point, um, well, we do see a comparison shot later, but it's just like, goddamn, Lady Muto thick. Like she's mm-hmm. looking good. She mm-hmm. is. She had all those feels- eggs in her belly. Oh yeah, but her whole body looking like is just a little like, scrot, just voluptuous. Yeah, voluptuous. We'll Dragging it behind her, voluptuous, like a bulldog. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Ford wakes up the next morning and looking like Dutch from Predator and finds the military lifting that nuke back onto the helicopter. He's like, wow, you guys are really dragging that fucking thing around. Over in SF, uh, the city is being evacuated, but Ellie, again, decides to just wait. She's like, why don't you random person who I guess well, I've known for at a least nurse, a couple months? Though, right? Like, I feel like Dude. first responders usually hang out longer. Sure. But put, so you're going to let your kid go with a random person and be like, yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. You're I'm just sure making up that's a random person. They didn't tell us it was someone she trusted. They knew. But they knew like, each other. I feel like she, she knew her. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what are your, I mean, Kevin, come on. Let me ask you this fucking question. You me. question. Are you going to fucking trust any of these fucking yahoos with your son? You got your, we are your only son. He's your only heir to the fucking throne of the Coelho fucking fortune. And you're going to Paula Paula's on a train. Paula, you're going to put Paula Paula on Greg Miller's shoulder to fucking walk him out of the city. On Greg Miller's shoulder, sure. On Greg Miller's shoulder, sure. What about Tim? You giving that kid to Tim (laughs) to drive him out of the Prius? All right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, First off, sure, sure. Andy wants to take him. Go ahead. That's it, though. Me and Paula Paula, we would be fine. In this situation, all right? If you tell me to get this kid out of the city, I'm like, got you. But then what do I do? I try to make us look like Godzilla. <laughs> 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 we blend in. <laughs> because Paul, Paul's looks on my shoulders and I'm like, roar. And she's like, ooh. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, was, I, didn't, I did not take it as that. I thought Greg and Paula Paula were going to run and try to jump on Godzilla's leg. And try to not oh, be noticed. God. <laughs> I mean, that might still happen, Andy. That might still happen. <laughs> they just blend in, blend in. <laughs> that, was like, that was the worst Godzilla impression of all time. Uh, well, keep in, great. well, just oh. keep in mind, everybody, before I get... I, I don't want to be put up for an internet Razzie award for having a terrible... <laughs> <laughs> Terrible Godzilla impression. Uh-huh. That was actually they're called two streamies, layers of acting. Streamies. That was two layers of acting because that yeah. was Paula Paula, a small child wow. doing a Godzilla impression. Right, right. right. She's Got on it. my shoulders. I can't fucking be roaring, and I'm not the head. That doesn't make any sense. Fuck. You're right. Uh, 
Sam, of course. <laughs> I'll be like, no, stronger, angrier. <laughs> You're like, not doing, doing the best it I right. can, Uncle Greg. Uh, Sam gets stuck in a massive traffic jam on the Golden Gate, and everyone gets out of their cars to watch Godzilla roll into town. Uh, of course, the military doesn't know what the hell's going on, so they open fire on him, despite the fact that Shirazawa has been like, this dude is here to save us. Do not shoot him. But they're like, We're, we have guns. Uh, Sam, of course, gets out alive. Uh, as Godzilla breaks the whole damn bridge to get into the city. Uh, and then they arm the nuke as Muto arrives and EMPs the whole city, taking out all the lights. Uh, it takes the, the uh, it takes the boat ashore, strips the nuke from its deck, and flies downtown near the gate to Chinatown to set up a little love nest. Uh, Ford gets recruited to Halo jump into town and, uh, and disassemble the nuke. Hampton tells him there's no, he's like, listen, man, there's no extraction plan for this. If shit goes south, you're going to die. And then Ford looks at him and he goes, whatever it takes. And then Captain America goes, whatever it takes. And I go, fuck, that was a cool scene. Ford's Ford's like, I'm not really like, I don't have what it takes to do this. I I haven't, I've never trained for this. And like, I've never Halo jumped a day in my life. I'm yeah, but check it out. But Ford, it's gonna look cool in a movie theater. (laughs) Like, you gotta do it. We or else we got no reason to show it. You guys got a halo jump into a city at seven by seven. Anyway, uh, let's see. Shirazawa tells the Admiral that if Godzilla shows up, he's like, what should we do with now that Godzilla's here? And he goes, let them fight. Yeah. He's like, cool. That. All right. God, uh, and fight they the do best. as Ellie runs into the BART station for safety. Um, let's see. They, and then uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and the team halo jump. And it's really cool. And the music is very, very haunting. As Tim pointed out, it's from 2001, which uh, actually makes me like, like the scene less because I thought this was an original composition. And I was like, wow. They really, <laughs> well, it wasn't, they really to be fair, it. it wasn't from 2001 either. It was, it's a classical piece of music that 2001 used. That Nothing is original. That makes it look a little bit better. That's fine. Uh, let's see. And the, at first, I was like, holy shit, they're jumping into a lightning storm until you realize it's just a lightning storm. But down below the lightning storm, Godzilla and Muto are fighting, which I assume causes the lightning. I'm just being an asshole. But, like, uh, how much this... less cool is this Halo jump compared to Mission Impossible? Like, it's, oh, fuck, dude. Mission Impossible Fallout. Halo see, jump here's the thing. Cool. I don't think it's that much less cool. Obviously, Mission Impossible is way better than this. But the, the shot of seeing the entire, like, skyline of san francisco with the colors of like the red bathing the sky with all the shit and them coming in i think it's fucking like i think the coolest part of it is them flying next to godzilla and seeing the action happening but I mean, Mission Impossible is real. That's cool. I, I, I'm kind of with Andy on this, as I wish this was an opportunity where they could have done another cool action beat here, um, but they chose to kind of make it a little more artistic. So I don't hate it. I just this is just kind of par for the course with this movie. Like where every it. time we go back to Aaron Taylor Johnson, it's like, what's he going to do now? And you're like, nothing. He's literally going to do nothing. It you could have I mean, definitely used okay. more people falling next to the big thing. I could have, I would have appreciated that a little. Or you have to dodge the big shit. thing that flies, or lightning. You know, anything that's just kind of like, give him something to do. I just don't like the, the giving something to do idea because it's like what happens in these movies is there's these human characters we are given and then we just need to follow their perspective, which is why the kid is on the bus that we see. And it's like, of course, that has to be the bus that makes the truly bizarre decision to freaking like just hit pedal to the metal. And that just go driver's forward. just cutting and running. And it's just like, oh, man, like you can tell so many decisions were made just because they're like, out. we need to give the family things to do. Yep. Yep. And it's like, or... Just don't do that. And yeah. let us just see perspective from random people that we don't know because it doesn't yep. fucking matter. Yeah, true. Uh, let's see. They find the nuke with relative ease and then Godzilla screams more and we're like, yes, he's going to fight. But instead, we stick with the team to find the nuke underground. Uh, when they get there, they find a nest of eggs wrapped around it, uh, feeding off of its energy. And then Godzilla and Mudo fight. Uh, but it's not two on one. Uh, excuse me. But it's two on one and Godzilla gets his ass kicked. 
the warhead is sealed shut. So they're like, we have no choice. We can't get this thing open. We have to take it and physically carry it at least a mile to the harbor where we can get, I guess it's not that far, actually, because what you, fi- you figured they went to one of the piers and just happened to find a boat, right? Maybe over in like by where that, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so, let's see, see, the thing there. I was okay with that is that these are the type of choices that are made to kind of like give the humans something to do that allows us to see the fight more. Like sure. them running with the thing on the piers was just to give the backdrop of the wide shot of them fighting in the city. So I'm okay with that type of shit. Um, let's see. The warhead is okay. So, uh, oh, right. So he, but, but before leaving, he sees a little mini Muto eggs and is like, I can't leave these things, things here. So he blows up a gas truck, right, which is just the distraction that, uh, Godzilla needs to get a break from Muto who goes over and is like, who fucking cooked my babies? And then he's like, smells These like Mutos, Muto. you feel for him. You know what I mean? The mama freaks out. She runs <laughs> over there. Then daddy runs out. He's all mad. <laughs> That's what they sound like, right? Uh, it's true. It's true. Let's see. They come for Ford, but Godzilla stops them by barfing blue fire at him. Uh, and then the team gets the nuke over to the boat, which they start despite having it had just been hit by EMP. And Kevin, this is where they're 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 playing real fast and loose with the laws of EMPs here. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the EMP bomb fry circuits as well? Like once the power is out, you have to like redo all the infrastructure, right? Um, I mean, I think if it's intense enough. To cause it to shorten. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, there's, it, they, it's all defined very wonky. Wishy washy. Like, yeah, exactly. Where it needs, it does what it needs them to do and no more. That's fair. Well, they restart the boat with their LTVs. Uh, and then one of the Mutos comes for them, leaving Godzilla to square off against the flying Muto, which he dodges and it just lets itself impale on the building behind it. Uh, and then the building falls well, down. Well, then he smashes him. it with his tail, doesn't he? Like a, oh, is that what like he does? Sw- I think it's it, like swatting a fly. Like yeah, he lets my, it get behind a back. Ah, it. okay. That's cool. My, my monitor is very, very dark, and a lot of these scenes were very, very difficult for me to see. So I'm going to be asking some questions here as we move along. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I guess I could turn the brightness up, but it's already 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the other Muto attacks the boat but gets distracted by another team that quickly gets eaten. So Ford rushes over to the nuke and puts the boat on autopilot. And then runs, and then but it runs out of juice one more time, and then the Muto just slowly crawls out and was like, "You motherfucker, you killed my kids, <laughs> and you're about, you're just gonna die right now." And as it comes in to fucking bite Ford's head off, Godzilla grabs it, grabs it by the neck, pulls the it up, opens ever. its mouth, and just barfs blue fire down its fucking throat. And it's Great awesome. Great. And made just all takes two the hours head worth off. it. Like cuts, the, like I, I love that it wasn't just. I wasn't expecting what, what the result to be, right? Like, as, as blue power fire is being vomited into its throat, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I didn't remember. Is the belly going to explode? No, it just kind of, like, cuts through the head. It just rips the yeah. fucking head off. It's so sick, dude. Do you think he kept um, it? And, oh, yeah. No, you I think so. Kevin, I think you put it up on the wall. You put up the head on the wall, mounted. Yeah, you know, tie it together. Like, tie you know, in, in one of the few, well, whatever. <laughs> I, no, I, he didn't what, pick it up. He stood up and just kind of fucking fell down. Yeah, he just yeah, fell like, over. He was oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but he wakes up eventually. I didn't think yeah. he. Uh, I didn't think the that uh, Godzilla was was a high enough level, but he had just leveled up to five apparently. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, like, here's another perfect example <laughs> of Level like your. I got it. I got it. Oh, That's thank great. you, thank, thank you, Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I went right by it because I was trying to be all smart film study guy. Um, <laughs> here's another perfect example. All right, so we don't. We're not quite sure if Godzilla is our guy, right? Is he protecting us? Is he not protecting us? We don't know what's going on. So, do we have four just haphazardly pass out on a boat and just? 
I mean, that boat's going what, like five knots an hour? Like it's it's gonna take it so long to get to a fucking minimum it's, safe distance with this uber fucking nuke? Or do we have Godzilla grab the boat as Ford jumps off into the water and then swim the fucking thing to safety and blow up? And we're like, oh no, is he dead? We don't know. And but then it cuts, and then we see him hanging Cashmere, right? Like the fucking callback to the to the to the other Godzilla. I seen the ball. I didn't. I forgot the Pup Daddy song, but I had that shit recorded, dude. I had that shit on VHS. Come with me. Anyway, no, uh, they say Ford, they lift him up to helicopter. He watches as the nuke goes off, maybe 20 miles off the coast. And then I guess with no discernible repercussions to the city of San Francisco whatsoever, even though presumably all the water would be completely fucked up for a very, very long time around our bay, a city by the bay. Uh, Godzilla sleepy. Ford finds Sam and Ellie uh, at AT&T Park and everything is A-OK except for the fishing industry apparently in the Bay Area. But who cares about them? That's pretty much uh, done for. Uh, but wait, Godzilla isn't dead. He's just real sleepy. and He gets up and leaves and everyone cheers for him because this movie is finally over. That is the end. Remember, the news told us King of the Monsters, savior of our city. Even though, like, yeah, yeah. he fucked up a large portion of the city. I don't know if we all be that quick. <laughs> yeah, to be how, like, did they, how did they dope. know that? Did they call the the admiral for a comment? And he's like, no, 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 this thing actually saved us. It's because, like, I would be like, is he just gonna get up and then kill all kill of us? All of us? We, don't, we should probably get really happening. far away from him. You know, because yeah. I mean? oh, even it's if, sleeping again, Now's even the time if he's to trying to help us, he's gonna stomp, step on some of us. Yeah, he's still destroyed. You know, at least a couple condo complexes in downtown. Yeah, it's it's weird. But I do love that this movie didn't have 15 end of movie wrap things up scenes of what did every single human character in this movie do after this? It's like, no, nah, Godzilla swims away, roars, it. and it's just the fucking end. They, Thank they you. understand, Tim. They <laughs> <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> At this yeah. point, they're like, okay, now we know what you... We gave yeah. you the, the blue fire thing. Cool. We out. Bye. Gareth yeah. Edwards goes, I'm sure you're wondering what the humans have done, and honestly, we don't give a shit either. Sorry. We don't care. was like, I'm so tired of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Andy. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm I'm here. Hold on. Seven syllables in the middle. You need. Oh, it's not playing. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. There's a couple little flourishes in there, Andy. Yeah, like, added a little very, bass. There was, there was bass. a little do the do in there, too. I, did I hear that correctly? <laughs> <A little. laughs> Probably, you yeah. Do yeah the do? You know, it's, the same, do the do. it's the same writer, you know? It's the same writer. <laughs> wow. wow. John it's, Williams. I mean, what do you throwback. think about it? You think of John Williams, yeah, writing all the same shit. Melodic right? homage. Same song. Mm-hmm. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to write your reviews in haiku form, just like Zade Wilson did. What a cool name, Zade. Uh, this monster movie. Why the hell is it so dark? Max Brightness. Still dim. Radio Proxy says, Muto appetite sated by atomic light. Ken's right. Let them fight. Yeah, hey, that's really good. They wow. Got they got that. That's real good. Uh, Daniel Edmonds says, 30 seconds in, I'm getting Catwoman vibes. Should I be worried? Did you watch the 98 movie? Yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> uh, miscellaneous says, uh, of course, miscellaneous doing the plot in haiku. This comes with Godzilla. Hazardous earthquakes. Scientist did not escape. Something is awake. These creatures ancient. Kaiju battle imminent. A predicament. Together they oh, came. Wow, but Godzilla plays no games. Filled that beast with flames. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. A Grant Burton. Man, who would have thought a predicament is five syllables? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Grant Burton says Cranston will not rest. He wants answers from the best. Maximoff incest. <laughs> there we go. Oh, he there picked up go. on that too, huh? <laughs> and finally, as <laughs> amazing as Maddox says, Cranston is wasted. Mudo's just trying to fuck. Go, go, Godzilla. Amen. Go, Amen. go, Godzilla. So now it's time for a little thing I like to call Ragu Bagu. Um, Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast with the podcast where we rank. The cinematic villains of the monster verse. We're here for Godzilla 2014, which means the Mutos go to the top. But are we putting anybody else on there? You want to put Brian Cranston's bad wig on there, Nick? What do you well, want? Well, I to mean, do? I wanted to call this Kaiju in Review. Oh, that's really good. Can you play the song again? Kaiju in Review. Yeah, sure. Kaiju. Thing. Hold on. Do it one more time. Let me bring it up one more time. Hold on, Nick. One sec. Let's see here. Kaiju hey, in Review. In review. Kaiju, Kaiju in Review. Great. What's up, everybody? Welcome <laughs> to Kaiju in Review, the podcast within a podcast where we rank the bad guys while we're rad guys of the Godzilla Monsterverse. Uh, up first here, of course, is Godzilla 2014 with the Mutos. Are we just putting them on there? Is anybody else we want to put on there? I, I think, think it is Mutos. just the Mutos, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they go to number one. Congratulations, everyone. Andy, Wait, play me out. put level five in there? Uh, no. <laughs> Kabuto's <laughs> a level five. That sounds like a dope ass like rock band. <laughs> level fucking five. God, that got me. Really Kaiju good. in review. Oh, I didn't It's a nice little funky. It's a little funky beat, right? A little it is funky, funky. bassline right here. In oh. review. Oh. Kaiju in review. There it is. Uh, and then now it's time to rank the Godzilla monster verse. Number one, it's Godzilla because it's the only one so good far. job everybody Thanks <laughs> yeah for yeah exactly um just so everybody knows the next couple weeks are about to get crazy in oh, in no. review land uh because there's a ton of hbo max goodness going on so stay tuned we do our weekly uh the the twitter post that joey does patreon post it's on reddit i've seen it on the facebook just Every week, stay tuned to see what exactly we're reviewing because things might change depending on if things are moved a little earlier or later or whatever. Uh, but we will be doing it's time, Greg. I know Snyder cut, it's happening. Uh, we will be doing Snyder cut in two parts uh, the first couple chapters and then the second couple chapters because there's no way we can do the plot for a four hour DC movie in one in review. It would be too much for the Get world ready. to handle. Strap but, in, y'all. Later this week, we do have Monsters, Inc. in review with Pixar in review. Uh, and then next Monday, we or next Tuesday, the episode for Skull Island, Kong Skull Island, will be going up uh, to continue this in review. And then later that week, it's Snyder Cut time, returning yeah. to the DCEU. Fun times ahead, everybody. Uh, but until those times happen. Let them subscribe. Oh, yeah.